On episode 49 of the High Performance Leadership Podcast, how do you get employees to care more? It is not compensation. It's not the number of hours worked. None of the things that we naturally think are the reason. You're listening to the High Performance Leadership Podcast. Insights and information from world-class leadership experts. Thanks for joining us. I'm Randy Lane. Today we're talking about employee engagement. People are the most valuable resource most companies have, right? Everyone loves to say that. Well, if it's true, how do you get your employees to care more about the company? How do you improve engagement? Chip talked about this at a recent speaking engagement. Let's hear what he has to say. People give discretionary effort to something they feel connected to. And when the daily activities of work set in and they don't feel connected to where we're headed, if they don't feel like they're a part of decision making, if they don't feel like what they do contributes to the big picture because we're getting bigger, we're losing connection there, that loss of connection starts to lower discretionary effort. It is not compensation. It's not the number of hours worked. It's none of the things that we naturally think are the reason. It's because they have lost their connection to why I started doing this in the first place. What drives my behavior is not external, it's internal. When I work with organizations and we talk about creating a high performance team and we talk about the difference, differences between highly functioning teams and lower functioning teams, we break it into three different categories. The first is, what does the team do? The next is why they exist. And the third is how the members relate to each other. And these three components may seem simplistic in nature, but I promise you, if you find a team that is not functioning at the highest level, they have lost some, if not all of this, or maybe even never started with it. So the number one question I would ask is, why does your team exist? What problem in the world are you trying to fix and why? Why are we put together? Who, who funds us and why should they care? What problem are we fixing? How does your specific role in the organization impact the big picture of what we're trying to do? That is what the team does. This is where we take the daily activities of what we do, the functions, the roles and responsibility of each person, and we try and figure out how much or how little they contribute. So for example, in a high performing team, if I was to use this table right here, I would say, okay, the core work of what we need to get done is we need to get this pitcher of water not spilled from here to the other side of the room. Now, there's multiple ways we can do it, but you absolutely have to work as a team to move that. One of the simplest ideas would be, why don't we all spread out around the table, everybody grabs a corner of the table, we pick it up in harmony, and we move it across the, the room. Now that's how you work as a high-performing team. If anybody starts dropping their end of the table, it becomes really obvious to everybody. But if I said, okay, the job is to move that from one side to the other, and one of you step up and say, you know what, I'm not really a doer, I'm more of a thinker, manager type, so. 
I'm going to self-delegate myself as the manager and I'm going to put together a plan of how we're going to do it and I'm going to split up the roles and responsibilities and I'm going to grade you based on your role and your responsibility in the organization. I really don't need you all to work together. I'm kind of in charge. I'll tell you if you're doing a good job. I'll give you feedback and as long as you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, as long as we have a good relationship, I think we'll be in good shape. How many organizations run that way? Where the relationship is set up by the leader or the manager and they build what they believe is the best way to run the organization and the team doesn't function collectively, everything runs through the manager. And the manager uses that knowledge or power or control to squelch discretionary effort. And somebody, well wait a minute, I mean, are you saying that everybody should just show up and have a big kumbaya fest and there shouldn't be anybody in charge and shouldn't be any managers and leaders and so on and so forth? Absolutely not. That's not what I'm saying at all. If I'm the leader and I'm in charge of this group, I would say, okay, this is my section. You grab there, 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 and we all pick it up together and go. And then when we get there, I say, how was that? What could we have done better? How Next time, what can I do more? Let's take a quick break. This week's podcast is sponsored by the Champions Leadership Program. Let me ask you this. What's your life's purpose? Are you making an impact in the community? Would you like to? We're looking for area directors to join our Champions Leadership Program. We pair for-profit and non-profit organizations to build leaders and solve issues in the community. If you've heard of Tom's Shoes, you already understand the model. For-profit companies invest in scholarships for their up-and-coming leaders. Their scholarship pays for non-profit leaders to join free of charge. Listen to what participants are saying. It helps us focus more on being leaders rather than just cogs in a machine or just doing our thing. It, it helps us to kind of step back for a moment. Reminds us of the bigger picture of what we're doing. With a tight budget, it's hard to imagine spending a lot of money on leadership training. It's important, we all know it's important, and we do what we can with, with the budget that we've got. If you're interested in bringing Champions Leadership to your area, head over to championsleadership.com. That's championsleadership.com. Fill out the form at the bottom of the page and we'll tell you how to get involved. You can also listen to episode 44 of this podcast to learn more. Again, that's championsleadership.com. And now back to Chip. See, traditional organizations are very much control and demand, very hierarchical. Everything runs through management. Everything runs through the leadership. Decisions are made at the top. You are given information on a need-to-know basis. And right now, they don't feel you need to know. So it automatically starts to decrease commitment, loyalty, buy-in. They don't see where they tie into the big picture. And it's because some of these things are not clarified. So then the next piece is how the members relate to each other. I have a client that I'm working with right now and I'm talking, the organization does great work. They make lots of money. They have a lot of positives but they cannot figure out how to work with each other. It is petty, it is backstabbing, it is gossipy, it is manipulative. The level of trust is, it's terrible. And so the leader of that organization, when he gets fed up with it, he comes in with a sledgehammer and says, bam, this has got to stop. The beatings will continue until your attitude changes. I'm tired of this. I feel like I'm a babysitter. Y'all need to just get along with each other. This is ridiculous. 
I pay you to do a job. I don't pay you to just show up here every day and stir up problems. Now, tomorrow morning, everybody better come in with a good attitude. <laughs> right? <laughs> Our heads are going to roll. <laughs> and then nothing changes, and they're shocked. You know? We talked about this a month ago. I told you all this was not going to be accepted anymore. I'm just more pissed off now than I was last month. How is this going to stop? Right? I explained the, the concept of the, the toddler that's learning to walk. And over there, there's a piece of furniture. And when toddlers learn to walk, sometimes they crawl forward, but sometimes they push themselves backwards. And this toddler pushes himself backwards into a corner underneath a piece of furniture. And now he's stuck. And what does he do? He just works harder and harder and harder to get out from underneath that piece of furniture, doing the same thing over and over again. And now he's angry at that piece of furniture. He's upset at that furniture because that furniture doesn't get it. I'm screaming, I'm upset, I'm angry, I'm frustrated because I work harder and harder and harder, but nothing seems to change. See, it's self-deception. He doesn't understand that the reason why things aren't changing is not because of the furniture. It's because the paradigm in which he sees the problem is skewed. And that working harder doing the same thing is only going to produce more frustration, less engagement, and less results. Some of you have people in your organization, or your organization in general, struggles with that concept. We want to have better numbers. We want to do more. We're just going to work harder doing the same thing. And yet our employees tend to drop in engagement and it frustrates us. This is the problem. The problem is our employees. The problem is our customers. The problem is the environment. The problem is everything but, a lot of times, what the real issue is. And that is, we are so busy doing what we do, we've lost track of why we do it. We've forgotten. And we haven't set up some basic parameters. What do we do? Why do we exist? And how do we work together? Thanks for listening to the High Performance Leadership Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review us. Every little bit helps. Our website is hpleadershippodcast.com. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash hpleadershippodcast. Follow us on Twitter at hpl underscore podcast. And shoot us an email at podcast at 360solutions.com. Until next time, thanks for listening.